Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. This is episode 43, and by the time you listen to this, it'll be the 1st of June, and with the 1st of June means official visit weekend is upon us, guys. Yes, sir, we're going to talk about that all on tonight's episode, man. We're going to run down the list of visitors and kind of give our takes on who we think is likely to end up in this Gators class. As always, guys, I'm your host, Hirsch, and with me are my two awesome co-hosts, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good? What's good? Glad to be back. I don't think I was last week. Yeah, we we didn't have Wes last week. Wes was Wes was Coach Wes last week. That's right. His his boys' baseball team was was making that run. Came up just short, kind of like the Gator, Gator uh, baseball team did in the SEC tournament. But guess what, guys? It's okay. It doesn't matter. And later on in the show and around the bases, CJ's going to tell you why that's okay. So you just just calm down with your fire sully tweets. Even hurts, I got, we lost last week, but I got three guys to go to All-Star. Look, man, that's, that's guys awesome. So I'm good. That's right. Hey. Rest, so I mean, you're not going to go 12 and 0 and make the playoffs every year, but you got three bricks. That's right. <laughs> he's developing, man. Yeah, he's, he's got three he's bricks some, out in front of the stadium. Future, future Sullivan, <laughs> Kevin O'Sullivan recruits over there, man. He's working with them. Yeah, that's what we're talking yeah. about, man. 
All right, guys. Well, as always, man, make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel and you haven't already, please consider dropping us a subscribe, man. Throw a like down on this video. Drop us a comment, maybe about what your favorite recruiter this weekend is or who you think the Gators are going to pull maybe this weekend or during the month of June. Maybe tell us how many commits you think the Gators get in the month of June. And the reason I'm saying all this, guys, is it's the start of a new month. And as we promised, we're going to start a new giveaway this month from our friends over at Alma Mater. We're going to be giving away the Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt that they've been advertising here that they just released. Um, We'll have pictures of it up on our social media if you haven't seen it already here tomorrow, as well as I will be dropping the link to the t-shirt in the comments, uh, in the description below. So if you don't want to wait to try to win the T-shirt, you're like, man, I just want the T-shirt. Go ahead. Go pick it up. Support a great Gator business in the alma mater. And um, But the rules to the giveaway, same as with the hat that we did in, a month ago, you got to be subscribed to the channel, drop a like on a video, and leave a comment in the comments below. You got to do all three of those things. If you don't, you're not eligible. And, you know, that that I think that cost a couple of people last giveaway their chance to be in it. So, I mean, you know, follow instructions are important, man. Got to follow. All right, guys, with that being said, man, this is a big, big weekend, guys. This is one of the biggest re- recruiting weekends that the Florida Gators have had in a long time. Um, I mean, you, you can say Friday Night Lights is always a big deal for the Gators, but I think that goes without saying. Um, but as far as top to bottom visit weekends, I mean, we're looking at 17 quality visitors here, each of which I wouldn't mind ending up in this class. I can make an argument for pretty much every one of these kids coming in. I mean, obviously the staff could too. That's why they're bringing them on an official visit. But let's start at the top, guys. We're going to start at the top. We know who the big fishing is coming. DJ Lagway will be in the house on his official visit. DJ is in Nashville right now at the um, Own 3 Elite Seminar they're having for NIL. Um, You might have seen the pictures of him there, chomping it up with his Gator hat on. DJ, uh, he's playing Madden with some of the other prospects there today. I saw pictures of it, just having a big time. DJ will be here to do a little recruiting. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about DJ because there's no need to. Everybody knows everything there is about DJ. But we're gonna we're gonna jump right to number two because he's in Nashville with DJ right now. He was here with DJ a month and a half ago, and he's coming back on his official visit. Jeremiah Smith will be on campus. Ohio State commit. Jeremiah Smith's been made some interesting comments this this last couple of days about taking visits and I'm you know saying hey this is a decision that's gonna affect the rest of my life and I need to make sure. I picked the right school for me Um, was also when he did his picture at the, at the event yesterday, held out five hats. He didn't even have on the Ohio state hat. He had it in his hand, but he's really sounding like a guy that is open to this process. Now, CJ last week, of course we did scared money, cash money. I'm going to do it again with you on this one, scared money or cash money that, Jeremiah Smith is actually coming on this visit with open mind on possibly joining the Gators class. I mean, I mean, I'm cash money on the, the idea that he's open minded. I think he's open minded to anybody right now. I think that that's the whole deal. It's like 
Ohio State looks the best. I'm going to go ahead and reserve my spot there. It's like um, I'm trying to think of a good uh, scenario where you would go ahead. Uh, it's like uh, buying a ticket with a cancellation policy on it. It's free. You don't have to worry about it. You know, he's got his spot. You know, he's Ohio State. He's got his spot. They're not going to recruit him out, right? Because Ohio State could get five, six wide receivers if they really wanted to. So he says, I'm going to commit. I'm going to get my spot at Ohio State because I think that's where I want to go right now. Um, But, you know, he could change his mind, and he seems like he's really open about maybe I don't want to go to Ohio State. I think that in the new world of NIL, I think you're going to see this be a lot more prevalent. I think you're going to see a lot more kids really, really weigh options um, and make tougher business decisions now because you've got you've added money into it. It's not just about education and proximity to home and who's winning the most. You know, you also want to get paid, right? Um, so Florida has entered the game when it comes to the NIL. We pay pretty good. I mean, it, it, you can say whatever you want. You can crack all the jokes you want, whatever people want to say. Anybody that tells you the University of Florida isn't offering very fair, very lucrative NIL deals is lying. They we we offer pretty good money. There's a lot of players we got on campus that are that are getting great NIL contracts, um, and I think that's part of the reason you know that Jeremiah Smith is holding out here because he wants to really make sure he's getting the most for himself. He's looking out for himself, and I can't fault anybody for looking out for themselves. I think that that's you know at the end of the day, who are you going to count on yourself? I mean, you know, at least at that point, if it does go bad, you don't have anybody else to blame. Um, so Jeremiah Smith definitely could end up a Florida Gator. I don't think he will. I'm still not there. Uh, maybe something changes this weekend, but I, I think he's definitely open-minded. Uh, he's, you know, got a whole bunch of other schools he's looking at. Georgia's still recruiting him hard. Ohio State's recruiting him hard. We are. I think Florida State's trying to jump in the game now. Um, and I think Miami's kind of bust. Their ship has sailed. Um, but there's a lot of great schools that really want Jeremiah Smith. And I think he's going to really take his time to flesh this out. I don't, I don't think he's uh, fully done finished. We will not see him finished until he hit to January when he signs his name on somebody's piece of paper. Yeah. And before Wes gives his take on this, um, something else Jeremiah Smith said yesterday that, that also might make a lot of Gator fans kind of, pull back a little bit is he he also said that a lot of his decision is going to be based on what he sees on the field from the Gators this fall. So (laughs) um, that could be good. It could be bad. It really, you know, it really depends. Wes, what you thinking about this? Uh, Hirsch, you always call me the hat man for a reason. Ah. And I'll give a little bit of hype uh, to this without giving – It'll be in my hype. I'm, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm I like at 11. What I will say is uh, I will give Ohio State a 40% chance of keeping Jeremiah Smith. And the reason why I say this is because I, Ryan Day is Ryan Day. And if he continues, like they don't like him losing to Michigan the last couple of years, that could be a factor. The other factor is we all rave about Brian Hartline, the recruiter. I don't see him being just a wide receiver uh, coach for a long time. I think he wants an OC or he wants to be the man. He wants to be a head coach type of guy. 
So he's never going to get the credits being an OC there under Ryan Day. So that goes to my, but because if, if everything stays full, then he'll be there, in my opinion. But I give Georgia and Florida the other 30%. It's Georgia, Florida, Ohio State. The, the two thirds highest, I mean, between Georgia and Florida, that's 60. And then I give the other 40%. To Ohio State, so that's where I'm at. And it's, the only reason he would go to Georgia is because of it's Georgia. They're the new Alabama's first recruiting and putting guys out. It's not because of their system or anything like that. Now I do give credit to what you just said about what uh, he he said this week about on the field. And to me, you Eugene Wilson, Mizell, and Andy Jean, where we have a big factor. Even it, it, to me, it's not about if we win or lose. To me, is if those guys produce as true freshmen, and that's the other reason why I wasn't so mad about C.J. Henderson moving on. Excuse me, not C.J. Xavier Henderson, his brother. Yeah, that moving guy. on. So Xavier moving on gives those guys more opportunities with uh, Ricky to to see what, and, and we can only pray and hope that <laughs> Murder does um, some good things. But to see those young guys get opportunities and, and if they benefit from those opportunities or what not benefit, if they take advantage of those opportunities and produce, then we could see, okay, he he's like, okay, well, I got DJ come. I mean, Mertz was Mertz, but uh, I, I know DJ. And the same thing with, that's why I give Georgia the opportunity because they have a, uh, the number one quarterback in the country coming to them. And they have other guys in front of that number one quarterback as well, even if he doesn't pan out. So I'm looking at Georgia because they're Georgia. I'm not taking anything from them. I'm looking at DJ Lagway. Like you said, he's down there with uh, Jeremiah right now. And that's the what you alluded to her at the beginning of back in January. And we all talked about of, about having a quarterback early in this class. I think DJ is that uh, magnetic type of personality that groups love, that people love, that we love, that just people want to get to know and talk about. So um, I'm going to go... Ohio State because I don't think hard. Oh, and what? Dirty Georgia and Florida. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of what both of y'all said. And um, one, CJ was talking about NIL deals. Um, by all accounts, UF is is offering pretty substantial NIL deal to the young man. Um, they have his number as far as what he's what he's wanting. And by all accounts, Billy Napier has said, do what you got to do. Now, obviously, that's all with a grain of salt because you're not supposed to be offering, you know, high school kids NIL deals. But let's be real. It happens. Okay? It just does. So anyway, once you get past that, two – <laughs> um can you hear me? Yeah. Two it's five seconds. Uh, um hold on, Wes. I just want to uh, ask you this question. I want you to, to do Okay. I want you to tell people to have a prospect that Jeremy. I know we talked about it on previous podcasts, but we got a lot of new listeners. But since we talked about that, people don't realize that Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, that type of caliber, you say you're offering him this exclude this uh this type of NIL deal. Just I'm gonna let you talk about me. Since you're not gonna say anything, I want you to let the fans know what type of guy 
Jeremiah Smith is. He's the number two overall recruit for a reason. So to expand on that, that's all I want to say. I, I know um, Billy has told a few people that it's probably the best wide receiver prospect he's seen in four or five years. Um, you know, Amari Cooper level guys that, you know, Billy coached. Uh, now I don't know, you know, I haven't heard him say he's the next Julio Jones or anything like that, but Billy is absolutely just blown away by this kid's ability and said he's the best wide receiver prospect he's seen in years to a few people. And it's, you know, it's gotten around that Billy has told people, you know, we need to do whatever it takes to get this kid. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to throw ludicrous Rashada numbers at the kid. So calm down. People that are like, oh, well, we offered Rashada $13.4 million. Surely we can we can get this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Because because that's how a lot of the human brain works is like, oh, well, there was money. Obviously, we can pay the kid whatever. Uh, (laughs) It's it's just not going to go that way. But but here's here's what I will say about that. And that's what I was kind of gearing towards is that. um, They're. They're going to show him, look, we're playing these young guys, like Wes said. Uh, Billy Gonzalez is going to spend time with him and be like, look, these are guys I've gotten in the NFL. We, I, I understand. I, no, don't, 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 you can't sit there and say, well, Brian Hartline doesn't do anything. You can't negative recruit Brian Hartline. Like his, his resume speaks for itself. But what you can say is there's a real good chance you never get coached by that dude. I mean, Wes hit on it. He, you you could sign with them, and then he takes a job to be an offensive coordinator or head coach somewhere before you even step foot on the campus. And he's obviously, you know, been getting all you know looks already. So it's it's only a matter of time. Or hey, Ryan Day loses the mission again, Michigan again. He might not get fired, but he might say, "Hey, NFL, what what you got for me?" Or you know, there's a lot of scenarios at Ohio State. Where you know, hey man, it, it it might not work out. Um, you know, you just you just gotta sell him. You gotta sell him on all fronts, man. Put the full court press on him. DJ's right there on his hip. Now he also said he would be coming to a visit for a game this fall. So that also is, means he's looking down the road to continue visiting UF. So he there's legit interest without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, we've gone on about Jeremiah Smith a, a lot, so. But he's that kind of prospect. He warrants yeah. he warrants a lot of conversation. So we'll see, man. We'll talk about it next week. We'll probably get some feedback, you know, and we'll talk about it next week's episode about hey, what how did that Jeremiah Smith visit go? Did did what did he say coming out of it? And and we'll go from there. Um couple of other visitors that we're not gonna spend any time on. Gator commits. Xavier Filsamy will be here and bring in a lot of his family back with him, like he did on on the um Spring game. So great to see Xavier back on campus. He talked to some guys that on three earlier today and was like, yeah, you know, there's teams still recruiting me, but I'm a hundred percent locked in with UF. Like it's, it's, and, and from all accounts, Xavier feels to me has a great family. He's a really grounded young man. So I really don't think there is, I think this kid is going to be, I think Xavier feels to me is, the recruiter of the defense. He's the DJ Lagway of the defensive class to me. He seems like it. Him and Miles Graham. But yeah. um 
Darius Hayes will be on campus for for his official visit. Um, you know, we've already covered a lot with Darius Hayes, linebacking commit. Uh, might grow out of that. He's, you know, that kid's already 6'4". He's a big old boy. <laughs> but right now, you know, Bateman's got two linebackers. We're going to talk about another one in a second. Um, speedster wide receiver Isaiah Williams will be on his official visit. Visit, Of course, he committed a few weeks back out of Tampa, and we were real excited about that. But now, guys, we're going to jump into um, the guys that we really are still having, to, that we're really pushing to try to get that commitment from. And we're going to start with the guy that we kind of all feel right now is the most likely, and that's linebacker Christopher Jones out of Virginia. Christopher Jones obviously has visited a few times already. Uh, and if you missed it earlier today, I actually I, we sent out a tweet from our social media account, our Twitter account, he was crystal balled to the Gators by Steve Wiltfong of 247. Uh, multiple other sources like Corey Bender and, and company have already predicted him to commit to Florida. So Chris Jones will be on campus this weekend, and he's bringing from all I've heard up to like 10 family members. CJ, do you think Christopher Jones pulls the, pulls the trigger this weekend? I think we've been leading for Christopher Jones for a long time, and I would be shocked to see him not. Uh, I would have some serious questions if he doesn't. Um, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying on uh, Saturday at three o'clock I'm going to be freaking out. You know, uh, I think you know he might commit Monday or Tuesday if he's going to commit, and that's fine. That's you know whatever. You go go enjoy your visit, enjoy your time, take pictures with your family. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, but this is a major commitment for us if we can pull this off. He's a top 100 kid. 103 kiss my rear end he's top 100 kid he's the number two player in the state of virginia i mean he's a great player he's a fantastic athlete he's a true blue linebacker commit if you can get that kid that's going to bolster the defense it's going to help out a lot in an area that we have been screaming for please help us because we've had a lot of guys out there playing linebacker that really shouldn't be playing linebacker that are just kind of athletes that you hope to grow in the position that just never really could figure it out. <laughs> the last defensive crew that was in here coaching didn't exactly do them any favors. Um, so I'm not going to put it all on them. You know, they're just at some point you, you got to have a teacher there to help you out. Um, but Chris Jones is a guy who looks like an absolute machine. Uh, he reminds me a lot of what we have and, came from the same area. I think he's a lot like what, what Brandon Spikes was. I think he could play that kind of guy. Uh, you know, you get those kids out of that part of the, the country that the DMV, North Carolina area, there's some pretty good athletes up there. You know, they don't get talked about enough because we're, you know, we, we're way down here. But Bateman being able to pull kids from that area is, is going to help out a lot because there are some really good athletes up there in that area. Um, you know, you talk about guys like Lawrence Taylor came from up around there. So, I mean, you know, they produce, they produce guys and Brandon Spikes was from there. So it's, it's a good, good spot. It's a good crop of kids that come from there. I have no worries with it that if you secure that, that's three really, really good top 100 kid linebackers, you know, top 100 kids, they're all linebackers. They're all going to be playing the position, um, I'm excited. Like that, that is going to be, that's, that's what you do when you, you become a coach and you get in a position like Bateman was where you get run out of town in North Carolina. They don't want you there anymore. You come down here 
and you get started really late, you get really far behind early on because so many of the linebackers were off the board when you got here because those kids tend to commit pretty early. Um, so you, you got there and there wasn't a lot of kids there to work with. You weren't able to bring in anybody. The kids you have weren't great. Uh, but you get on the field and you coach and you turn Amari Bernie into a hell of a linebacker. You make Shamar James look way beyond his years when he's playing on the field. He's done an outstanding job coaching. Now he's had you know the heat and the pressure on him. Where are our linebacker commits? We need linebacker recruits. And he's been able to change the narrative now to say, you know, Bateman might be our best recruiter of this cycle if he pulls this off. There's three top 100 kids at his position. That's insane. We, we don't see things like that, especially not at the linebacker position. We haven't had that in years. So good job on him to put us into position. And, and you still – and I don't know if it's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. But Charles and Charles still has us in his top three. Um, what Do I think he's going to commit to Florida? Probably not, not with Chris Jones possibly committing. But you, you've put us in a position again with another kid, which is which is really good. So, you know, I'm going to give Bateman his flowers on this one. The guy's done a great job. He's got two really good solid commits, and he looks like he's really coming down to a third one. Yes, sir. Um, you you got to give it to him, man. Like you said, uh, I know a lot of people say Miles Graham was layup. We talked about that. You know, a, a lot of people say Darius Hayes was layup. None of these kids are layups, man. We We've seen – once once again, NIL has changed the whole landscape as far as the quote-unquote layups go. Um, now, obviously, Miles Graham being the easiest that because you have Ernest in your corner. But once we – like we also said, if Ernest Graham thought, you know, that Bateman was a terrible coach and, and his son wasn't going to get top-notch coaching, he, he probably isn't as quick to sign on to him committing here. It's probably like, a, hold on, let's let's shop around a little bit, you know, especially with that linebacker coach sitting over there at UGA. <laughs> right. I mean, so I, I really – Bateman has really, really proven a lot of people wrong. And if we get this commitment out of Chris Jones, and Wes, I'm going to let you give your thoughts on this um, – Man, you got to start really giving this guy his flowers because he's got some big time twenty five kids coming in too, already already looking around. Yeah, we we Georgia put a, a hell of a uh, linebacker class last year. Some guys that we wanted, we thought we could add on CJ Chronicle, uh, Bateman getting in on late. Um, this rivals that class. If he can get uh, Chris Jones in, in in here now, and did anybody? Uh, be honest with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, did anybody here, not us, because I know we can all say that we didn't think that Amar Burnett was going to get drafted. There was no way in hell <laughs> any fan thought Amar nope. Burnett was going to get drafted. <laughs> and that's what Bateman did. And our only concern, when once we saw him doing it, it was like, well, if he can get the guy, if he can get the caliber guys that he wants in here, then we, we, if he get with a barn winning the fourth round, I might, I'm mistaken, fourth or fifth round. I could be wrong, maybe six. Um, but he was a day three pick. He might, you know, he was a day three pick. And we all know Bernie was playing on a position in our minds. We thought he was a safe, he was a hybrid type of guy, type of guys that Christian uh, Robinson uh, was recruiting here. But uh, to CJ's point, or I don't know if you said this, Hersh or CJ, but. Since 2011-10, when Anzalone and Jerry Davis, who was a three-star, since Munchap got that 
uh, elite linebacker class. I don't think we've had a class uh, to see his point to this caliber in, he said years, but it, it's been a decade uh, since we've had this type of class come in as far as linebacker. There's no slight to David Reese or uh, Ventura Miller. And those, those guys played the position well, but these guys are true athletes that you see making a difference, uh, not only in the run game, uh, but also the way uh, football is evolving. But in the past game, these guys are true, uh, fast, twitchy guys that can play the position very, very well at a high level. So uh, shout out to Bateman. Uh, he's doing his thing. He's We know he can coach well when we saw Bernie. Uh, we already knew Venture Mello was pretty good, uh, but he got drafted as well. So shout out to Bateman and what he's doing and what he's building. He's been an elite linebacker class. Yeah, so like we said, uh, I think Chris Jones is probably the highest probability of a commitment we get this weekend. Uh, I'm not saying he's the only one. I'm saying he's the highest probability. If if I had to guess come Sunday late afternoon, if anybody has committed or is about to commit, Chris Jones is that guy. We'll be on the lookout for it, man. Y'all be on the lookout. We'll be, you know, if it happens, we'll be posting up about it. And, of course, we'll be breaking him down a little bit more and talking about Bateman a little bit more next week. All right, guys, let's move on to the next man on the list. And this is a guy that we've been after for quite a while now. Um, Dalen Evans, Texas A&M commitment. Uh, the staff has been on this young man for, for a minute. He's already visited once. Now he's taking an official visit. You'd like to see this. If if this is going to gain any traction, this is the time. Like, I, you'd like to see once again, and I know we talked about this on a show last week. I think uh, Lucas sent us in a question about Dalen Evans, and we said, you know, uh, if he's going to do something, it's probably going to be now, but I wouldn't expect a, sh- a direct flip. But by Sunday or Monday, if he's, I'd like to see a decommitment if it's going to happen. Wes, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you kind of talked about this uh, off air. Uh, you know how I feel about Matthews, the tight end. Um, he's in the same group with uh, Evans. Uh, I have PTSD, like most <laughs> do, uh, as far as not getting my hopes up. If if it doesn't happen this weekend, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to go into the uh, past guys of that last year that, okay, they visited this amount of times. We've been talking about this guy for months. Mm-hmm. Is he a possible flip? Is he a po- you got to close. Um, <clears throat> if he's going to do it like Hirsch just said in uh, opening up talking about him, it has to happen this weekend. Uh, this needs to be the foot on the throat. Hey, guy, either you're in or you're out. He's, he's a, you know how I feel about the DN and how we feel, how I feel that we need these type of caliber guys to come in. And you got you to gotta solidify that. The guy's been talking about flipping as far as media, whether it's Bender uh, or uh, uh, from 247 or uh, Rivals. Everybody's been talking about a possible flip. Even We've been talking about it. Uh, the other podcast, if you listen to those guys, they've been talking about, hey, this might be a guy that stop talking about it. Same thing I feel about Matthews at tight end. You gotta seal the deal. This, you can't be talking about the guys for months. I understand weeks. I understand one month, but uh, this type of guy, you got to seal the deal and get him in here. So um, this is a big visit. Uh, we need the uh, depth. We need the uh, elite guys. In my opinion, that's how you survive in the SEC, uh, and and it, it has to be done. So hopefully, we get it done this weekend. 
CJ? Dalen Evans has been a rumored flip for like you guys have for a long time. Yes. And and you want it to, to happen. It, it almost, you know, I'm in a position, man, where I'm like, man, what the what the hell is Texas A&M thinking right now? And I kind of felt that way about like Jamari Howard, uh, Michigan State, where you, it's like, you know, he's committed to Michigan State and it's like he doesn't have anything to do with him. And we see that now more than more than often, which is pretty crazy to me to see a kid committed and then like to have this pressure because if if Taylor Evans was a Florida commit oh, and, we'd be losing our minds oh my god you know <laughs> it, it, the place would be melting um but I just I don't know what's going on I don't understand if it's because he's committed I feel like it's because he's committed you're trying to pull a kid away from where he committed to you know you, you got the coaches at Texas A&M, I'm sure, are calling and they're in his ears like, man, don't do this. You know, you committed to us. This is where you wanted to be. You know, this is just a phase. You're going to go through this. You don't want to do this. You know, <laughs> you know, this is a phase. You're going to grow out of it. You know, and that's and it's that's got to be what they're telling them, right? Um, you know, and especially when you have a flip that's like out in the open. You know, it's not like, you know, where you have a flip that's really kept in the dark and it happens. Um, and I feel like that's easier to get done. But when you have it to where A&M is very aware of what's going on, they're very aware that Florida is really pushing for this kid, they're going to turn the heat up on him, you know. Um, and But to, to the credit of the Florida staff, if A&M is doing that, they haven't done a very good job of it because the kid keeps coming. Um, so there's got to be something there. There's got to be something we're really hitting on you know, I want to see it done as soon as possible. I I don't know how long this thing can drag on. You know what I mean? Like, are we gonna we're gonna drag Dalen Evans' recruitment through the the season? Is he gonna go to A and M one game? Then he's gonna come to us one game, and then we're gonna hang out till January, and then we're gonna find out. You know, you don't want it to happen. Uh, you don't want it to be like John Walker, where you have a kid. He's committed, and you're like, "Well, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him. He's he's really he really likes us. You're gonna get him." And then it never happens. Um, and I think this is a totally different animal too, because you're dealing with Texas A&M. You're not dealing with UCF. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm so, you know, just sit back and watch with Dalen Evans. I don't want to get emotionally invested in Dalen Evans because I feel like you know I've seen this too many times. Um, and it's it doesn't always end well. Flipping a kid is hard, and I think I think in today's age, flipping has become a lot more prevalent than it used to. It used to be very rare. We flipped what three kids last year, two or three. Um, yeah, and that, that's that just doesn't that didn't happen usually, right? Like that wasn't a thing that you you saw happen a whole bunch. So um, maybe they pull it off again. They definitely could use them. I feel like the kid really likes us. But you like you guys said you just gotta you gotta put an end to this. You gotta say, look, you're either with us or you're not. And if you're not, then you know, go back to Texas AM. You know, thanks for coming. Have a good day. Um, we're done here. You know, go do go do this with somebody else if you want. And I, I feel like it's gotta get to that point. Um yeah, this like I said it before when we started this about Dayon Evans, this is a kid that, like I said, if, if by Sunday or Monday, if you're not seeing a decommitment edit or some kind of traction 
on this. I mean, I just, I'm not sure this is the ship's, you know, I'm, I'm not sure the ship's going to come to port at that point. You're going to have to start wondering, you know, is, is his heart really into it? Or is he just trying to, to just make sure that he's getting the best deal possible from, from A&M, you know, I don't feel like that's the case, but show me, I've been like, you know, like y'all said, I've been hurt before. You're not going to get me on this one until I see that decommitment edit. I'm not going to get excited. Of course we, you know, then you have the case of Dijon Johnson, like you had last year, you decommitted. And then you think it's, you know, it's intimate. It's intimate. As I say that, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was, it was intimate. You, oh, you it was intimate. What, it was very intimate. Ruiz, there was all kinds Ruiz, of uh, petting and flirting and everything yeah. else for months. Dijon <laughs> mustard on a Cuban sandwich. It was, it was. Only once. Shame on me. Yeah. I, I, That's right. I got to see something public by, by Sunday, Monday, or, or I'm just going to move my own. I'm going to move my uh, worries down the road with Mr. Evans, but we'll see. Definitely. All right. DeAndre Robinson, defensive tackle out of Orlando was the next guy, man. We need a defensive tackle. This is a guy that a lot of people say that they think we're the favorite for, but man, I've heard this defensive tackle. We're the favorite for story too many times. Once again, um, I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You're going to have to, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to show me a commitment. Um, real quick, guys, about Dontre Robinson. What what are we thinking here, CJ? You got to win, kids in Orlando. I, I talked about a little while ago. You've got the cities. You've got Miami. You've got Orlando. You've got Tampa, Jacksonville, Pensacola. Those are your towns. You've got to win. If you want to be the best team in the state of Florida, you have got to win those recruiting battles in those towns. You cannot get your ass kicked by by UCF on the recruiting trail or Florida State or Miami in these towns and expect to be a good football team. That is where the talent is. You have to win there. And for a long time, we have not been winning there. So things have got to change. You've got to really start winning in Jacksonville. We've got to pick it up in Tampa. You know, we've got to we've got to start winning some more in Miami. And Orlando is another town that's the same thing. Get the kid in there. Get it done. Fill out the depth chart. We need the defensive lineman. Cameron Jackson's only going to be here for a season, unfortunately. I'm not going to have him long because I expect the kid to ball out this year and go get his mom a house. Um, so – I'm, you know, I think that that's that's the main thing is this is if this is really this close to being done and we lead by this much, there is no excuse why you don't win this battle. Wes, I know how you feel, but but let us know anyway. <laughs> um, is he Walker or Hall to me from last year's class? No, he's not that caliber guy. But uh, to CJ's point, uh, he's right up the road, Orlando. Got to win these battles. Uh, the the D line. Uh, as far as uh, the type of caliber guys is not there in Florida like it usually is. Uh, and when you leave for a guy like this, lock it up. Get it done with. This is the type of guy that maybe he's weighing his option because he knows there's not a lot of guys. Like if he came out last year, uh, then you may say that he's way in the back. But this is a, this is a key guy because of what I just said, because the state of Florida doesn't, is not producing uh, – Guys at his, his his particular position this year, so lock that up. Lock, um, but I don't want to use the curse on him, but lock that shit up. Get lock that, that shit, shit up. 
Yeah, I don't use the cuss on there, but um, lock that shit up and get it done. Um, get him in the class. You need the depth. Uh, a lot of guys are going to be going after this year as far as he tackle. Lock him up, develop him, and make him a ball player. Um, but again, he's not Hall and Walker from last year. Those are key misses. But because the the uh, uh, the, the type of recruits are not there in the state of Florida this year, he's important. Uh, he, he's uh, very, very – Yeah, because you, you missed yeah. on those kids last year. He's exactly. a lot more important this year. Exactly, CJ. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I, you got to get. I mean, you've already missed on one defensive tackle out of Orlando. You got to get this one. Like, you, yep. you know, you you can't you can't almost afford at this point to miss any D tackles. Like, it's just you've okay. between the misses last year and the leanness at the position this year, you've kind of painted yourself into a corner. You went out and you got some good pieces in the portal, like CJ said, but. You can't count on those long, so need to close it. Uh, another position of extreme need, Ethan Callaway is visiting, offensive tackle out of North Carolina. Um, Ethan Callaway, the favorites right now on paper are LSU, but the Gators feel like they stand in a really good spot with Ethan Callaway. Um, guys, we need a lead offensive tackles. I don't think it's any secret, so – this is a kid, just like we just mentioned with Robinson, on this visit, you need to be saying, hey, man, this is the place for you. This is home. Let's make it happen. Let's let's make a deal. That's right, Monty Hall. Oh, yeah. Here's the briefcase. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, not going not gonna to spend a lot of time talking about this. I mean, it, this is where we're at. We've talked about Rob Sale and, and – Coach Stapleton, you know, and and what they've done and or haven't done, recruiting wise, this is one of those deals where at the end of this weekend, if you're not at least getting a commitment, you're hearing Florida is the favorite coming out of the visit. He'll be mm. back Friday night lights, maybe, or you know, before the end of the summer, or for a game right at the beginning of the season, something like that. You've got to see some major traction and some guys saying you know, hey, he may be silently committed if not, you know, on mm-hmm. the commit list. Um, next one, I know this is a guy that, that Wes likes a lot, and we're going to talk about him for just a second. Jordan Ross, edge rusher out of Alabama, recently released his uh, top 12, I believe it was, and a big surprise we talked about at the time was Auburn was not on that list. It was it was thought for a long time, like Auburn might be the choice for this kid and he's and they're not in his top 12 so right now the listed favorites are tennessee and georgia georgia's really high on the kid so instantly you know they have to be in the ball game with him um but word word coming out this last few you know days leading up to the visit is florida's a dark course candidate for this young man he sees the opportunity to come in and possibly get early playing time he likes what he's seen as far and what the coaches have been telling him. Um, Wes, I know I know you're hot on the trail for edge rushers. We just talked about it with Dalen Evans. What do you think about this this situation with Jordan Ross coming in for a visit as well on the same weekend? Got to get somebody. The uh, like you said, I was afraid of Auburn and Hugh Freeze at the time uh, when we first started hearing about this kid. I was thinking that. Uh, from what everything that I, I was reading and hearing that he was an Auburn lean uh, to see you freeze out of it early uh, bowls well for us, even though 
we're competing with the Georgia because Georgia's right there. They they them and Auburn also compete with a lot of players as well. So um gotta get a guy, man. Whether it's him or it's Evans, I don't really care at this point. Um, but we gotta gotta we gotta get a guy that puts fear in uh offensive coordinators saying we got a chip, we gotta block this guy. I'm not saying that we don't have guys on our roster right now that uh, are pretty good, but I, I'd like elite pass rush. They disrupt uh, great quarterbacks. Uh, in, in SEC, we're playing in the best conference in football. you got to win on the line of scrimmage. And to me, to have a guy that offense coordinators have to prepare for each and every week uh, bodes well for your defense. Um, so we got to do whatever it takes. Um, I don't care who the defensive end is. To me, he's in, in the same uh, 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 situation as far as guy that I want as Dylan Evans. CJ, any thoughts? I am kind of worried. It's always going to stick in my the back of my mind. If he was such an Auburn lead as an Alabama kid, what happened? You know, what, what made them fall out with him or he didn't fall out with them? You know, that's always going to kind of stick with me. But he's definitely a kid that you, you want. You know, you, you want to figure that out, right? You know, want to, you want to evaluate. I have no doubt that if Florida does continue per, to pursue, then then everything is in the clear. Um, but that's going to, like I said, that's one of those things that kind of just made me raise my eyebrow, uh, pop up a question mark. I don't know anybody <laughs> within the Auburn circle or anything to to really ask about that. But um, definitely a kid that you could use. You need you need help. Um, in that area, you need to have defensive ends that can get after the quarterback. Um, edge rushers, you know, if you're talking about premium major impact players immediately, um, defensive end edge rusher is probably number one or number two on that list. Uh, if you're talking about the guy you're going to get the most return from, you see it in the NFL and the way they draft, uh, you look at the Green Bay Packers, when they draft, people were kind of shocked, but they drafted the best player available that would give them, you know, immediate impact, and that was a defensive end out of Iowa. You see it a lot. You see it, like, with guys like Jadavion Clowney, who was drafted. You know, he was expected to make just an immediate impact because it's kind of other positions when you talk about guys that you think are going to be worth taking. And defensive edge rushers, if you get elite athletes at that position, a lot of times they drastically improve your football team. Um, because as long as the way the front end's working, if you're getting pressure on the quarterback, it's going to make the back end look a lot better. So uh, you definitely want to get a kid like that in, whether it's him or Evans or both. Uh, we still do have some really solid guys, though. Uh, TJ Searcy, from all accounts, sounds like he's going to be a dog. So I'm um, not going to say that we're, you know, we're not dead in the defensive end edge rusher place, but you definitely want to have some depth to be able to rotate in and keep everybody fresh. Yeah, you you, you got to be able to sell playing time to one of these edge rushers. Like, right. I mean, this is not a <laughs> this is not a Georgia S depth chart. You've got to cut through to get the playing time here. <laughs> I mean, right. we've heard TJ Cersei might be the man at edge that he looks really great, but he might outgrow that position too. Like that's a kid that's already really big. Um, you know, just to me, if I'm if I'm Mike Peterson in chaos, I'm saying, hey, man. You come to Florida next year, you're going to be on the field. It's it's almost inevitable. Got to sell it, man. Got to see it. Uh, another committed prospect that's visiting 
is um, Jonathan Eccles. He's a tight end, kind of slight hybrid player uh, committed to Tennessee. That goes currently he's uh, at IMG. Now, this is a kid, man, freak athlete. I know the I know the staff has really sold him as as uh, we talked about this last week as a kid that could probably maybe play a little big wide receiver. You know, you, you line him out like we used to do with Pitts, and he runs some routes in the route tree and whatnot. Um, I don't. I admittedly I don't know how real solid his commitment to Tennessee is. We've been studying a few other tight ends, uh, Walter Matthews and Amir Jackson. But, hey, man, get him on campus, recruit him hard, see what he says. I understand, you know, offensive skill position guys and whatnot are, would love Tennessee's offense. It's, it's probably a real easy sell. But, once again, our tight end room, just like I was saying about our edge rushers, isn't exactly stacked with elite talent. <laughs> so, you got to be able to sell playing time to some of these elite kids. Um, cornerback Jalen Crawford is visiting out of Lilburn, Georgia. He's uh, currently down to Florida, LSU, and Auburn. Auburn right now is kind of considered the favorite here. But this is another one of those examples. You get him on campus, you have Corey Raymond get in his ear. Hey, man, I'm the GOAT. Come get coached up. You know, or you can go to Auburn and get coached by somebody. He's yeah, close to home. You know, <laughs> yeah, you. I get it. And, and <laughs> hey, I mean, you probably go to Auburn. You probably play early. I, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't. Mm-hmm. But you lose every recruiting battle you don't get into. So, hey, bring him in, see what happens. Let him know where he is on our board. Um, I want to talk about this next young man real quick because we've we've talk, brought him up before. And, um, you know, he's, he's a kid that we really want to see in this class. And that's L.J. McCray, defensive lineman, Adam Mainland. Teammates with Zay Mincy, who we've talked about before, who'll be coming on an official visit later. Um, LJ McCray is a big old kid, man. They they said, uh, I think I saw somebody today say that they they stood next to him. He was like six seven in cleats. That's a big big young man coming off the end. He's only going to grow. And yeah, and he's <laughs> he hasn't even started his senior year in high school. Um, this is a kid that I know the staff is really hot after. I think I, pretty much everyone in the know says that we lead for this young man and Zay Mincy. Um, would love to see maybe this one is one that I'd really like to see get shut down sooner than later. And and he could be one. He could be one of those kids that gets gets caught up in the hype of the weekend and says, you know what, this is where I want to be. We're not gonna we're not gonna worry about these other visits, you know. Hey Zay, when you come, you commit to. Well, let's go to school together. You know, um, big big young man. Need to get him in the fold. He's being recruited by us, Miami, Florida State, and of course UGA. Not not sure how hot on him UGA is. They may just be kind of keeping him. You know, they they go after so many kids. They probably got him on the you know call waiting in case they need somebody at the end of the year. Uh, Kendall Jackson. Is also official visiting out of Buckholz right there in Gainesville. We've talked about Kendall Jackson for a while now, defensive lineman right there. Um, Kendall Jackson's one of those kids that at this point I'm I'm not sure they're pushing for the commit. I know they like the kid a lot, but you know, in a class like we've talked about that you may only be able to sign 20 to 22 kids, is Kendall Jackson a guy that you take right now? 
Yeah, I feel like Kendall Jackson, and I could be way off base, but I feel like he's a kid that you could just say if they want him, they just say, "Hey, Kendall, you ready to commit?" And he'll say, "Yeah, I'm ready to commit." I feel like he's he's at that point, you know, and that's no slight against him or anything. He's a hometown kid, um, you know. He's not the the biggest, flashiest athlete in the world, but I feel like Kendall Jackson is definitely somebody that you, if you make a phone call, say, "Hey, man, you ready?" And he he probably yeah. commit. Um, and uh. Jaden Jackson is also visiting defensive lineman out of IMG. Big old kid, very underranked right now in my eyes. A lot of people have said the same thing that Jaden Jackson is tremendously underrated. Um, some people say oh, it, Ohio State is the leader in the clubhouse for him right now. I think this is a kid you get him on campus, you sell him, you could move to the top of his list very, very quickly. Um, Love to see what comes out of that young man moving forward this season. I think he's going to rise significantly in the rankings. Uh, a kid that just actually came onto the scene that we offered recently and is going to visit this weekend is Ori Williams, an offensive tackle out of Texas. Haven't talked about Ori before. 6'6, 320 offensive lineman. He's currently ranked like right around 500 in the, in the 247 composite. Uh, very similar to Caden Jones last cycle is is kind of what I'm seeing out of this kid. You know, uh, another massive offensive tackle with reach that you you know the offensive tackles this staff recruits seem to all be in the same exact you know cookie cutter mold. They have to be six six and three hundred plus pounds. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't know a whole lot about Ori yet. Like I said, he just kind of really popped up on on the scene for us here. So hopefully, you know, we'll see what comes out of his official visit, and then we'll we'll talk about him a little bit next week and see what he has to say. I love that this staff continues just to bring in all kinds of offensive tackles, but some of me feels like maybe they're just, you know, throwing darts at the board and hoping one lands. That, that, they don't have a choice, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's so many names that they're bringing. Like, I need to start seeing some of these kids say the Gators lead, like, yeah. Mm. You know, it, quit, I don't care. I do quit. care. I was about to say I don't care what, but I do care. We do need. I it. care, but man, like you said, you know, you you got to start seeing one of these kids say, "Yeah, man, I really love the Gators. The Gators are my favorite." Um, or or yeah. just straight out commit. Like, quit, mm. <laughs> quit yanking me around on this on this train of nonstop offensive linemen from all over the country and get me somebody already, please. And finally, last but not least, um. David Stone, the five-star out of IMG, but he's actually from Oklahoma, is going to be visiting. We've talked about David Stone before, and we, we don't really at, at this show believe David Stone is is a prob, you know is probable for this class. Oklahoma has been considered the leader for the young man for quite a while now. The only thing that surprises me is that he hasn't committed to Oklahoma already. I know after his last trip, he was very complimentary of Florida and the staff and Billy Napier and was like, oh, man, I really loved everything about it. They moved up my list. Here's the thing that worries me about David Stone. He's going to visit this weekend, and that's going to be the last we probably hear of him because he, you know, he's official for his first visit here. He's going to come in. Oh, man, Florida was great. Loved everything about it. It was super exciting. I might come back for the fall, yada, 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 and then, you know, a month later, he commits to Oklahoma yeah. <laughs> or something. <like> that. <laughs> um, I just don't want you know. We'll see what he says coming out of his visit, and we'll get you know we'll get a feel for what the the staffs 
you know, reading on him was, but I just don't want people to get their hopes up because they see that big fat, you know, that big fat five star next to his name and be like, oh man, we're getting these five stars on campus. That kid, you know, we're, we're killing it. I'm not saying we're not killing it, but just don't, don't, like me and CJ said last week, that's, uh, that's scared money. Wouldn't you say, CJ? Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, don't, don't set your aspirations way too high. Florida, Florida's not going to be a team this year that gets five, five star kids in the class. It's just, it's not in the cards. Can we get two? I think so. I think that's, I think that's solid. If you rest of you bolster it with is really high four star kids, we have the third highest blue chip average in, in the, in the, you know, the rankings right now, which is really good because I mean, that means we're not taking any filler kids. We're just taking really good athletic talented kids, which is what we did last year. And it kept our average high. So, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah. What the winning numbers is, and you guys kind of drilled this to me, um, West, we're not going to get a top five class because we can't take 25 kids. We don't want to take around by 20 as we see it now. That's the estimate. Uh, so you want to get the, the, the best kids available that to you, uh, that you think fit what you're trying to do, not just fill the kids like you just said, CJ. So, um, you know, we're not taking just anybody. So I, I, I'm kind of going towards what you guys were saying, being that all the evidence point to what you guys were already saying, the numbers point to it as far as 20 kids and not being able to get in that top five range. But if we can get that top five class average, I'd be more than happy with uh, this would be what I expected back to back classes in that range. I'd be, if you're a Gator fan, you should be happy. And then the fact that the, the reason being is because kids are not leaving either. So they're buying to what the culture is that Billy is setting as well. So that's a plus on top of uh, the, the classes that, that, that he's bringing in. So I love it. Yeah, man, this should be a great weekend, guys. Um, I urge you if if Sunday evening comes Monday morning and maybe Chris Jones is committed, and nobody else. Don't, don't, be, yeah, hey, man, y'all got any more of them commits? <laughs> um, don't don't go jumping off the ledge, guys. Like, let this month. This is what I say to you. Let this month play out not this weekend before you jump to any kind of conclusions yeah um, don't Kendall, freak out like, take a look at the visit list next weekend and yeah the weekend and the after weekend that. after there's a <laughs> lot of high quality kids not just this weekend um this weekend just gets the edge because dj and jeremiah smith are on it if you threw jeremiah smith and dj on next weekend's list it would be the big visit weekend like um you know when miles is coming and all <laughs> so I urge you, don't form or jump to any conclusions until after Friday Night Lights. Let this whole string of visits play out. Just like we just said about Kendall Jackson, there could be some kids on this list that the the staff's like, hey, you know, not yet. Give it a minute. Because like we said last week, there's only so many spots to give. You're at eight now. So that means at maximum, as of today, as of today, you only have like 12 to 13 spots to give. <laughs> so you got to be real choosy with these commitments and who you take right now. Now, Christopher Jones, no brainer. Christopher Jones says, I'm committing. Coach says, awesome, man. Let's send out the the, the shades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Let's make it happen. If 
Kendall Jackson says, "Hey, coach, I want to commit." You know, it might be, "Hey, hey, hey." Let's. I can see, I can see us taking a couple, but I can see us uh, pushing some too, like how you did last year to uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Now, if Ethan Cowley wants to commit, you don't have any offensive tackles knocking the door down. You might have to take <laughs> you Ethan Cowley. Better get you off of the table. <laughs> you better get him now because you might not get him later. <laughs> yeah, wish you could send an LOI at the time, a letter of intent. So, right now. so this is this is Hersh's Hersh's Hersh. urging to you is let the entire month play out, not just the weekend. And then let's 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 revisit it on you know on July first and say, man, June was great. Or hey, June was not what we expected it to be. Then we'll we'll go from there. Until then, y'all got other stuff to freak out like about. Like, hey, man, the Gators didn't win the daggum SEC tournament. What's going on? Sully okay. has dropped the ball. Is Sully the guy for us? CJ's going to explain all the why y'all that are freaking out if you're one of those people. And if you are, you know who I'm talking to. Because we got a lot of rational fans, and we got some that not so much. CJ. Break it all down for us, man. We're, well, the, we're, we've got a regional. Over. What's the season? Season's over. Season's canceled. We didn't win the SEC tournament. Uh, we lost to Vanderbilt for, you know, we've only played them five times. We lost to them once, and that's just horrible. Guys. But it's when know, it counted, CJ. Get over yourselves. <laughs> get over yourselves. Move on. We won the SEC. We got we're, – we're the number two national seed in the tournament. Um, we, we're hosting. We've got a great super regional, uh, you know, you look at our, our regional now. We're coming into this weekend. You've got Texas Tech, UConn, and FAMU in our regional. We're going to play FAMU. Uh, first off, FAMU is a sneaky good team. They can jump up and they can get a hold to you. Um, they're the only team that Tallahassee has to root for this year uh, in the tournament. Thank God. Um, and then Texas Tech is a solid team. UConn is a – 43 and 15 team, not the greatest competition that they played, but they do have a really good record. Um, so I wouldn't overlook UConn. You know, it's, you don't want to take any of this stuff for granted. You want to really get in there. You want to win this. You want to get to Omaha, you know, and we've got a good chance to do that. The, uh, the issue I think is going to lie with, we're lined up with South Carolina, the Columbia regional. Uh, they're going to send whoever wins that regional over to us uh, for the super and I, it's either going to be South Carolina or Campbell coming out of that, which is is tough. You know, you guys, I've I've talked about the Camels before with Nick De La Torre. Solid baseball team, probably should have been hosting. Um, you know, Auburn got their spot, unfortunately for them. I really hated that for those guys. I think that they were definitely one of the 16 best teams in the country. But unfortunately, stadium limits and things like that, they, they held them out of it. And there's a lot of politicking that goes into – to hosting and where where you host and things like that that you know we really can't get into because it is what it is. But we have a good chance. We're looking good. Uh, Cags had a rough go on the mound. His first rough go in the last few starts he's had. Things happen. Um, you didn't burn out a whole bunch of your bullpen because you only played three games, which is good. You you, you saved a lot of your guys. You're looking at a lot of guys getting hot at the right time. BT Ryapel's gotten hot at the right time. Wyatt Langford's heating up. Um, Josh Rivera, Tyler Shellnut. You know, these guys are really starting to, to pick it up. And then you have the emergency of uh, Dale Thomas. Uh, Dale Thomas has really started to come along 
and his spot uh, is a guy who can just get on base and really, you know, make sure that he makes the plays there uh, when you need it, you know, kind of coming through in the clutch. So you, you love to see like late season, postseason heroes like that guy that really haven't been a major factor all season, but now have gotten when it counts. They're really starting to show up. Kate Curlin, of course, you can't talk enough about him being a freshman and already being this this talented. And, of course, the Jack Caglione, you know, the ever-present um, athlete of the Gators team. So, you know, just kind of hang with it. We're going to this this regional. We need to get through it. You know, we got knocked out last year by the eventual, you know, national championship runner-up Oklahoma, unfortunately. I don't think if we had the rain delay. I don't think we lose, but it is what it is. Things like that happen. Um, but we're definitely in a good spot. We've got some good good teams that we've got to play against um, that we really need to get through. We need uh, all the support we can get out there for the regional. Enjoy some regional baseball, man. You guys go get yourself a ticket, hang out in the baseball stadium, enjoy a day full of baseball. Um, this, this is my favorite time of the year to watch baseball. You've got multiple games on at a time, really good baseball programs, the best of the best playing against each other in a tournament when it matters the most. So, you know, it's exciting, um, and we've got a chance. We've definitely got a great chance. That You know, the national seed thought of enough of us to make us the number two team in the country behind Wake Forest. We give Wake Forest their flowers. Um, thank God we didn't get the number one seed because that thing is cursed. I don't want it anyway. They can have it. They can enjoy it and all that comes with it. I don't want it. Um, so, you know, we you seeded did. out well. Great, great job by the team through the season. Quick question, since you missed your seeding and not being a number one seed, I uh, saw a lot of fans uh, frustrated about uh, our bracket. Um, same thing happens in March Madness. They say, well, we have a number two seed. Look at all the teams they put in. They should be the number, in, the, in the four seeds bracket uh, as far as the four seed being the number one seed. Um, how do you feel about the bracket? Do you think it was uh, justified? Do you think the teams were evenly divided as far as bracket do you think we got a fair bracket i think there was some questions uh with the bracket i think that we probably should have gotten Tulane, not lsu um being we were the number two seed Tulane went 18 and 40 and made the tournament you know with a team with that kind of record you should probably give them to the one or the two seed not not the i think lsu was the five seed probably shouldn't give it to them but with the ncaa and the way they do their tournament the regionals really mean region. That's why we have FAMU um, because they really want to try to keep some of this stuff regional. And that's why Tulane went to LSU to play in Baton Rouge to kind of keep everybody together. And I think that's a lot of it, though. When you look at all the regions, you've got a lot of teams that I think that a lot of the matchups get lost um, because they do want to have rivalry games. I'm, you know, usually it was kind of a, you know, run a joke. We really thought that we were going to get lined up with uh, the Coral Gables regional with Miami. So we would have to play Miami in a super if they got there because they just like to do stuff like that to keep rivalries. And it's, it's a funny mathematic system. It's just odd when you're talking RPIs, strength of schedules and, you know, automatic bids. Like I said, we've got Tulane who went 18 and 40, but they won their conference tournament. So now, they get to be in the tournament, you know, you know, that kind of sucks <laughs> for a lot of teams to look at. Um, but it, it is what it is. It is to be expected. I don't think we got a super, super tough regional. 
Uh, definitely some teams, like I said, Texas Tech can sneak up and bite you. Exactly. Um, uh, UConn, they're 43 and 15. They have a great record. Like I said, you, you look at their schedule, who they've played all season. Are they, are they great? Like, did they beat a bunch of really great teams? No, but they still went 43 and 15. So they have a really good record. And FAMU is hungry. FAMU's got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money at this point. They made the tournament. Um, those, those guys pick up a lot of athletes from the state of Florida. And we see that with North Florida. We see that with Jacksonville. You see that with USF, FAU. They pick up a lot of the guys from the Miami, Florida State. You know, baseball kind of spreads out that talent a little bit better than than football because you only get, I think, 11, 11 scholarships in baseball. Um, so you, you can't really get all the really good kids, and they want to stay home, and they end up going to the smaller schools in Florida. So um, definitely another team to watch out for. But like I said, the, the main worry I have, is getting through this this regional, get to the super, and then you're going to be matched up with, like I said, probably South Carolina or Campbell, which is going to be a tough fight to get to Omaha. Um, that would be the only real issue I have of where it's at. But you play who's in front of you. I mean, that's that is what it is. You've got to you've got to play your competition. You don't make the schedule. You got to control what you can control. Um, and the Gators really need to take advantage of this team because it is so talented. You need to get to Omaha with this talented of a team. If you don't, it's going to be really upsetting. Um, and I'm not saying that as a person who's going to call for Kevin O'Sullivan to be fired because that would make me stupid. <laughs> but it would be upsetting. It would be a heartbreaking end to the season if we don't make it to Omaha. Uh, we haven't been to Omaha in a while. You know, COVID played a lot into that, though. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that you have a team that definitely could get there. And that's the main thing right now is get through this, play who's in front of you, control what you can control, um, and get – you know, you, you don't have to play away until you go to Omaha if you make it that far. So you don't have to leave Gainesville anymore. You're, you're not going on the road. You don't have to go to Hoover. You don't have to go to Kentucky anymore. None of that. So the Gators are in a good spot. They're in a really good spot. They're playing some really good teams, but I think they're really up to the challenge. Be at where your feet at, basically. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Stand on the business. Exactly. That is why CJ Guys is the best right outside of Nick Delatore, and we appreciate all he brings to the table, baseball was, because me come, and Wes would be like, coming, Nick. He's coming. <laughs> he's coming for you, Nick. Uh, no. In, in train, yeah, it, CJ don't want all the smoke. You, you, you guys going to pay this? You guys going to pay to send me to baseball games? <laughs> We need our patrons, our patrons. Yeah, that's man. right. That's what it is. You guys gotta get the Patreon up so I can go to Hoover on their dime. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Y'all better start throwing in then. Um, yeah, that's right. Send me there with a poncho. I love to get a dollar. A dollar to get CJ to uh, Omaha. All <laughs> right, guys. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. Like we said, man, just stay stay glued to our social media. Pages, especially come Sunday, late Sunday, as these kids start coming off of these visits, we'll try to fire out some updates as far as what we hear. Hopefully, we've got some commitment edits to drop. You know, we that's what we're hoping. At least one. I mean, you know, but we feel real good about one kid. We talked about Chris Jones, and we'll see, man. You never know. It just takes one kid to get caught up in the moment and say, man, this is home. And hopefully, we have some of that go down this weekend. And if not, at least we still hope we have some – some encouraging news going forward. Like I said, just let the month play out and we'll go from there. Um, but until then, guys, like we said at the beginning, 
make sure check us out here on our YouTube page. If you're already watching, we're going to have the giveaway for the month of, of June. It's going to be that scared money. Don't make money t-shirt. That's on, on Alma Mater now, our good friends at Alma Mater. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. You drop a like on the video and leave us a comment down below. Just go ahead and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm here for the shirt. Or, hey, I think we're going to get and leave how many number of commitments that you think we're going to get in the month of June in the comments below. And as always, guys, make sure you hit that notification bell so you get a notification every time we upload new content. CJ, what else we got for the people before we get out of here? Just check out the link below for our friends at Alma Monitor. Check out all the awesome gear they have over there. Father's Day is coming up. You want to be able to get you something nice for your dad. Um, you know, get something nice for your, you know, your, your grandfather. Maybe maybe point your wife or your kids in the right direction to get you something nice. Use our link below. They got a lot of great stuff down there to help you guys out and a lot of great Gator gear. So keep there. Keep with us on the Twitter accounts and stuff. Uh, keep us keep it right here with the Facebook that, that Wes runs. It's growing all the time. Got people over there constantly in conversation about the Gators, all the goings on. Um, do want to send out a quick prayer for our fellow Gator, Mr. Patrick Young. He yes, is dealing thank with you. an um, infection right now. We know that Patrick Young was unfortunately paralyzed, um, but the guy has, he's really a champ. Um, and a great, really, great human being. He really is to, to really face that the way he has. It teaches us a lot about ourselves and how we should be so prayers out to him our fellow gator um and that's that's pretty much all i got for you guys today Wes, send us home man yeah i wasn't here last week so i didn't get to uh shout out to our veterans last week but uh i did though i took care of it appreciate that <laughs> um memorial day was uh two days ago or three days ago when you listen to this uh, so shout out to all those uh, we have lost to uh, giving us the opportunity to do what we do now. Uh, it's not taken in uh, uh, grave. So we, we appreciate you guys uh, for, for, for serving uh, this country and giving you all so that we can be free and do the things that we do. Uh, it's not taken for granted. We appreciate you all. Um, and I haven't said this in a while, those who have served or those who know, if you know somebody that has served, um, please, uh, give us a, if you need anything about benefits and things of that nature, please hit us up on our Twitter or our Facebook. And we, we have some VA connects and, uh, we can answer some of those questions or point you in the right direction to get those benefits to our veterans who have served. So I think this is a great opportune time, uh, to, to say that, uh, we thank you very, very much. Um, Monday is past, but uh, what you do every day and what your family members or whomever has done every day uh, has not passed us by. And we're very, very thankful. I have a lot of veterans on both sides of my family, whether it's my mom's side or my dad's side. That's why I'm passionate about this, because uh, they have served this country very, very well. And they've done a lot. And I'm appreciative of what uh, my family has done on my mom's side and my dad's side. And I'm very, very thankful for them and what they've given to this country. And I'm very, very thankful for you and what you've done for this country as well. Even though I don't know you, I thank you for your service. And thank you, CJ, for when I hit you up about that edit uh, that was by CJ to to let you guys know that we appreciate you. And we know we have veteran servicemen and women that listen to our podcast. So thank you very, very much for what you've done for us. Uh, we don't take it for granted and we thank you very much. That's why we want to give back. 
Um, so thank you. And go Gators as always. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Catch you next week. Thank <laughs> you.